Hey everybody, welcome to the Johnny Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Miller. Welcome to episode number 14, numero 14. That's how they say it in Spanish there, boys and girls. And ladies and gentlemen, or anybody else who wants to learn how to count to 14 in Spanish. Catorcey. Uh, we're recording this on August... What's today? No. What is it? 23rd. This 23rd. Let's... There you go. There's Liz. She's... <laughs> I was going to get her in here on the show today, but uh, she's working on uh, doing her Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts. Check it out. She's got plenty of masks and stuff for sale. Um, you can go on her Facebook page. It's a Lizard with two Zs. Two Zs. Uh, but anyways, all right, so we're back. I'm sorry. I know. I took I took a little time off. Uh, I was doing things. We went on vacation. Uh, had some other things going on. And, you know, I, the thing is also, people, I don't have, you know... A bunch of writers that sit in a room and they think up shit for me like, you know, Daniel Tosh has and all that stuff. I don't have that. I don't. I got to come up with this crap on my own. Yeah. So, but I got a bunch of crap coming for your way in the next, I got a bunch of episodes that I've been working on that are going to come at you this week. Pretty rapid fire succession for what is, what has been my, my usual, which is every week, every other week or so stretching it out. Uh, and Liz is going to be on the next episode probably because we're going to talk about our vacay. We went on a little vacation. We had a good time. It was nice. Went to North Kakalaki. It was fun. Had good times. And thanks to everybody who reached out. I was actually on vacation in North Carolina and somebody was sent me a little, actually sent me a, a little thingy on the, the Twitter there, the Twitter. And we're like, hey, you all right? <laughs> Yes, I'm fine, everybody. I'm good. Back in the studio. Actually recording on the studio equipment. Think think we got it worked out pretty good. Norm is here. You want to say hi, Norm? No. Okay, not yet. That's fine. He'll 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 chime in. You know how it works. Couple comments from people about last episode, which was a while ago. I think it was July 30th. Jesus. What's wrong with me? I wasn't trying to slack. Well, but that's a thing. I did some episodes. I did what? I actually did one. I think it was the morning we were about to leave for vacation, which was last Thursday, and I did it on my phone. I liked it, but I don't know. There was some stuff in there. I was like, no, 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 it's not quite right. Then we went on vacation, and I could have recorded while we were gone. But even if I'm recording on my on on the, the other stuff, other ways and means, there's no norm. So we actually thought about taking him on vacation with us. I was going to try to get some good video of us fishing or something, but perhaps another time. Anyways, last episode, uh, somebody said I was a little too ranty. A little too ranty. Got a little got a little on my high horse there. I don't even know what a high horse is, but I imagine it's tall. You know, wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole type of situation. I don't know. I don't know. But so I got a little too ranty about some stuff. But you know what? This is what I'm saying, people. People keep, and they keep doing it. They keep doing it over and over and over. Liz and I were talking tonight about how there's certain, eh, Facebook is just either stuff that's stupid, like dumb as shit, or it's political stuff that's going to piss you off. And it doesn't matter which side of the coin you're on as far as politics goes or whatever. There's always, there's just something out there that's just going to make you mad. And it's just, it's becoming too, yeah. Which is why I say, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, or you can well you can like my page on Facebook, the John D podcast on Facebook, but you could follow me on Twitter, John D J O N D C O M O M E D Y. Yeah, that's how you do it. Okay. But anyway, somebody said I got a little too ranty. And but that's the thing. People check your facts. Just check your facts, please. I literally last night had somebody they posted something about uh how twenty one hundred no Marines, they a special a group of special Marines had gone to some place in California and rescued 2,100 children from human trafficking and blah, blah, blah. And there was Navy SEALs involved. Yeah. And this person put it up as fact. Just put it out there. Guess what? It never happened. It never happened. I looked at six different sources that said it never happened. Yeah, this person put it up there like, like it had. It's not true. So, people... Check your facts. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Obviously. Right? 
If we all did that, all of our money would be in India. Yeah. I'm calling you because you have to give me 2,000 Apple gift cards or you go to jail. Um, and also, but it's just, uh, just uh, irritated. It's just been, <laughs> sound like, anyways, I just, and that's the other thing. If I, if I hear one more white person refer to anybody of color as brown people, I'm going to lose my shit. I really am. Just, just uh, brown people. What, what, are, what century are we in? Come on. Brown people? Ugh. I mean, somebody can get a tan and be called a brown person, right? They're letting all these brown people into the country. They're going to ruin everything. What? Bring us cultural diversity and great food? What is the problem? Brown people. Get off your... Uh, white folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, somebody said last episode that I was sniffly. So I was a little sniffly. I was a little sniffly, actually. I did go. I've gone back and listened to it. I listened to my product. Yes, John D believes in making sure that you, as a consumer, I guess that's what you call it, are getting a quality product. I was a little sniffly. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I feel like I was having some allergy issues before we went on vacation. Not going to say, but it could be the cats. Did I say it out loud? Just enough for my wife to hear me. <laughs> Anyways, I was a little sniffly, but I think I, I feel better now. So, um, but yeah, I, and I always say this, not going to be too long an episode, but then I sit here and I talk, 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 talk. And then you know what? That's the way it goes. All right. I had some more notes on here, but oh, but what the sniffly thing is it? Yeah. So we're going to talk more uh, about vacay. When, um, on the next episode, because Liz went uh, too, obviously, <laughs> I just went on vacation by myself. I left them at home. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, see ya, right? But one of the things, hey, hey, honey, yeah. can you want to come in here for Hey, bring us one of those things you make and then come in here for a second. <laughs> She's laughing. Um, no, it, you know, it's, it's weird. You know, we went to, North Carolina, and you know it's uh, du, 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 du. you see a lot of see a lot of things see a lot of things when you go to different parts of the country, right? As traveling as a comic, I used to see it all the time. Different people, different accents, different ways of thoughts and means. Saw a lot of mm-hmm, Trump, Trump flags, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, just watch the cord. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Just watch. Welcome to the show, Liz, everybody. Hello. Yeah, she's not jumping on her mic right now. She's working on masks, so we're just going to... Um, so I was talking about how we went down to the to the beach, dairy. Ooh, what is that called again? Tequila? Tequila. Mm-hmm. It's good for you. Or is it tequila? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, and I was saying how we saw a lot of um, people of differing political issues, thoughts, which is fine, but this is one, and I was going to talk about this on the episode you're on, but I really want to do this on this one. Okay, so when we were, we went to the store a few times, like Food Lion. I never knew a lion was known for their food and value, but apparently they are. Um, the non-mask wearers. Yes. Yeah. I just want to throw mask at people. Yeah. So we were we, so we went to uh the. Is that acceptable? We went to the food. Is that mine? I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. Oh, okay. Sorry. Phone charge. Anyway, so we went to the local food lion. Please don't sit on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Um, we went to the local food lion, and we were going into the store. And as we're going in, we see this guy who's wearing, I would say he was muscular. I think he was more like, uh, what's, what's the term I'm looking for? He was like a slim, fat, muscular. I guess it's probably the term I'm looking for. <laughs> he had plenty of tattoos on and stuff like that. His hat on backwards. Uh, that has nothing to do with the whole non-mask. I don't give a shit. I'm, the try- I'm trying to paint a picture. 
I'm trying to create the scene. So he, they get out of a big white pickup truck, uh, political party stickers all across the back of it, whatever. Anyways, he gets out. Now they have, he gets out of his truck. He and his, I'm assuming it's his wife. Um, because I noticed that she had a wedding ring on. He did not. So either he just doesn't believe in that or he was with somebody else's wife. <laughs> I don't, or it could have been his sister. I don't know. Could have been his sister. Um, anyways, so the guy we were walking in and the guy, he did not have a mask on. The woman he was with had a mask on. They have signs outside the food line that said, if you want a food line, that if you want to come in and get served, you have to be wearing a mask. Um, but he was not. And the thing that got me, and I, and I know you saw it while you were there, was the people who don't wear masks have this indignant look on their faces. Like they're waiting for somebody to go, yeah. Like, like literally, like this guy was walking in. He had his compression sh- tank top on, which he was wearing as a normal shirt, which is not the way it's supposed to fucking be. And he had this look on his face like, yeah, say something. Say something to me. Yeah, I dare you. I dare you. And I was walking through. I was walking past at one point, and I was telling Liz, like, no, go that way. Like, get away from all these fucking morons. Because there's a bunch of kids in there. Well, no, she's not paying attention. With a bunch of masks on and everything. And it was just it was just the indignant looks that people give. Um, And also, it's people who aren't wearing masks that look at you wearing a mask like you're stupid. Yes, no? I just w- want to carry a bag of masks around and throw them at people. Throw them at people. Would that be acceptable? <laughs> yeah, you got distracted with all this stuff in here, but yeah, all right. Sorry, I was working. I know, and I'll let you go back to work and say it, but I just wanted you to back me up on the fact that this that yes, no, there was people. Do. It's just it's really kind of annoying. It's just like just do it. Let's try to get this knocked out so we can get back to some form of normalcy. Right. Right. So I just yeah. Well, I want a shot of tequila and also. But Liz was there, and we're and we're gonna talk more to her on the next episode. But she saw it; she saw what was going on. And what was the the woman that had the uh, she had the mask on? The lady that had a mask. She had the on mask her on, elbow. on her arm. Well, it was like her forearm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's she gonna do? Hold her arm up and be like, "Yeah, I'm wearing my mask." Yeah, I'm holding. My, I'm holding my. No, what she was gonna do was gonna walk to the front. And be like, Haha, I got my mask. Or if somebody's like, you got to wear a mask. She's like, I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm so fucking smart. <laughs> Twat. <laughs> All right. Thanks, honey. Love you. All right. Say every- bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. No, not you. The people that are no. listening. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> oh, Liz making appearance. Yeah. I just, I don't get it, people. You sit there and you're like, oh. I'm not wearing a mask. Masks are a lie. Fine. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do it. I don't give a shit. But don't sit there and walk. Yeah, this dude had the most indignant look. People are walking around. They're just waiting. They're just waiting for somebody to pull out their phone and start recording them and and, and confront them about the fact that they're being an idiot and not wearing a mask out in public. I don't care if you want to walk down the beach and not wear a mask, but don't walk in the fucking food line. Uh, Rules don't apply to me. Man, I'm whatever. This mask thing's bullshit. Fucking Trump's gonna fix it all. I'm gonna fix it all. It's all gonna go away. It's just gonna get obliterated into the atmosphere. We're going to um, we're gonna cause some global warming, and that will make everything kind of go away. And then eventually, I will be a four-term president uh, because I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. 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 By the way, my name's Donald Trump, and I drink water like this. Mm, so delicious, so good, so refreshing. Made from uh, the Donald Trump Hotel. I get it bottled and shipped in from the Donald Trump Hotel in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Make sure you please check it out. I'm losing money, people. Please, please, I'm losing money. All right. Uh, There's another thing I want to talk about. Um, People who are bitching about flash flooding. Okay. Okay. I understand. I understand. It's an inconvenience. And it could be a problem in some areas. But, you know, 
when I'm watching the news and somebody is complaining about the fact that they can't walk to the mailbox and put after it's after a good rain, they can't walk to their local you know corner mailbox and put the card into their son with the five dollars in it because they get their ankles wet and they're bitching about the flooding. Um, shut the fuck up uh, because that's not flooding people. Now, when we were on vacation, there was um, actually quite a bit of flooding back at home. Some roads were washed out, stuff like that. I understand. A little crazy. A little crazy. But have you ever seen the Mississippi overflow its its banks? Have you ever seen people with four feet of water in their house? Dash. Yeah. Flash flooding. It's scary. This, this gutter isn't working correctly. Anyways, where are we at? Oh, 15. All right. So I have a, I have a good, something we were doing. So let, so we went on vacation. We didn't really go out. We went down. We left home on Thursday. I had the car gassed up. We drove, except with a couple of uh, rest stops, we drove straight to my dad's house. And we were there for a while, which is funny because my dad, we went down there and he was like, oh, <laughs> we've been looking for rain. Rained like fucking crazy. Just rained, 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 which was fine. It was fine. Um, but then we we got to go out for a little bit, got to go on some some beach stuff, did some boating stuff. That was cool. Um, but that was pretty much what we did. But while we were down there, we it rained a lot here in the Richmond RVA area. And they ended up getting, it was like 18 inches in 18 days. Is that what they said, honey? She's not listening. How much rain do they get here? What? How much? We can't have the door open because Linus the cat will come in here and fuck shit up again. I love you. I love you too. How much rain do they get here while we were gone? Yeah. So okay. All right. I don't know if you heard that, but it was yeah. It was like eleven inches in one day. Okay, that's scary. I understand that, but don't, don't go freaking out and bitching. You know. You know. Your flat screen's fine. Your surround sounds good. Nobody's going to, you know, your animals are all right. You're not having to flee screaming. Uh, but anyways, while we were down there, we we, kept, I, we were driving around, and especially we drive highways, you see signs for different businesses. Businesses. And you see things, for instance, we saw, well, one of them was, I'm not giving a, one of them, one of them was something. I'm not giving them a free plug. I guess I am giving a free plug, I should say. Um, but it's, it's called a sucking Sucking bone sauce. That was weird. Um, but hey, if they hear this, they want to sponsor me. I'm open for it. But one of the things that, you know, it, yeah, you know, you're driving for a while. I got the wife and the kid in the back seat. Because um, that's how I prefer it. You know, no distractions. Just a bunch of noise from the back, right? Um, <laughs> but it got us, it got me thinking. So we were driving, we were seeing all these different um, ads for different places to go and eat and drink and do whatever. Now, one of the things that it got me on thinking about was, so you sit there and you think, okay, there's bars, there's pubs, if anybody's ever been to other places. Now, now places in the States, generally that's, that's an English thing. It's a British thing. But a lot of times people here now will call it a pub or tavern or whatever. So I'm like, okay, when I get home, I want to try to figure this out, and I figured something that maybe you, my listeners, might want to know. Um, I had a sports se- sports segment that I wanted to cover on um, some stuff on, but I, I'm not going to do it today. It's just not, nah. NBA, NHL, watch it. I guess I don't know. So we'll talk about it. I got I got uh, we got some stuff coming up. My buddy Dustin gonna be on the show eventually we're gonna get it i am sad my washington capitals are out that sucks but the penguins were out long before that so yeah it's a give or take right so so this is uh daniel the wikipedia there which i know can be edited but you know wikipedia is pretty good but actually they have almost the exact same I know I looked up uh, one thing I said in the last episode. I think it was the last episode. Um, but one of the things I use for sources is Bustle, and then there's some other ones, and it's literally almost the exact same thing that's on Wikipedia. 
and I looked up the edits on it. But this one pretty much gives you a good insight into what it is, and it looks pretty much unedited. So here we go. Differences between uh, bars, pubs, saloons, and taverns. This is the... Uh, so you know NPR has the All Things Considered section. I think I'm going to start my own. It's going to be called Things That Aren't Really Ever Considered, but maybe we should just talk about it anyways. I don't know. Think it over. Let me know if you have any ideas. Follow me on Twitter. All right. <clears throat> I don't know. Don't you think? All Things Considered. I don't know. I used to listen to NPR a lot when I was traveling, uh, doing comedy, and this is all things considered. This is all things considered with your host, so and so, and everybody would talk all quiet like this, and right into the microphone, but they never raised their voices any higher than this because, god damn it, why would you? There's another show next door, and this is National Public Radio. We're, we're public. We can't be loud. It's public radio. We're not allowed to talk higher than ten decibels. Because if we do, they'll take away our public funding and give it to that rock and roll station down the street. Why? We don't fucking know. We just want to keep our funding. We're better than the Salvation Army. We deserve it. National Public Radio. Okay. So, <laughs> What the fuck was that? All right. So this is a, a drinking establishment, which I might go to bustle for a second here in a minute. Anyways. A drinking establishment. A drinking establishment. It's not like I've been in one. I'm having a couple of beers. But anyways. A drinking establishment is a business whose primary function is serving of alcoholic beverages. Well, no shit. For consumption on the premises. Some establishments may also serve food or have entertainment. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But their main purpose is to serve alcoholic beverages. Yes. There are different types of drinking establishments. ranging from seedy bars. Ooh, that place is seedy. I don't. Where's the what's the CD come from? They grow a lot of corn in that bar. I'll go there. Um, <laughs> or nightclubs, sometimes termed dive bars. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that. Yeah. To five thousand seat beer halls. Well, not around here. There ain't. And elegant places of entertainment for the elite. Hmm. You ever seen a really rich drunk person? Like you know what I mean. Like you ever seen somebody like completely hammered time fucked up and they're wearing like a tuxedo and they're just like slop drunk <laughs> uh it is so funny you know the cummerbunds undone and the bow ties hanging off and they don't know where their wife is okay um beer halls a public house informally known as a pub oh that's where that comes. A public house. I thought that was all right. Is an establishment licensed to serve alcoholic? Uh, what? Yeah, you like pubs? I don't know. Norma, you British? Is that what it is? Should I be calling you Norm? Hello, it's Norm the smoke detector. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You like pubs? All right. Maybe one of these days we'll go. I think we're going to start a YouTube channel. Oh, things to think about. Um, so, yeah, it's a license to alcoholic drinks for consumption on the premises in countries and regions of British influence. Hmm. See, is that... No, are you... Brit no, you had to be made in, like, Taiwan or... Ooh, you made in Hong Kong? They used to be owned by the British. That could be a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although the terms are increasingly used to refer to the same thing... There is a difference between pubs, bars, inns, taverns, and lounges where alcohol is served commercially. Perfect. A tavern or pothouse. Whoa. Hey. Pothouse. Those are in Amsterdam, aren't they? Loosely a place of business. Business. Where people gather to drink alcoholic beverages. More than likely also served food. You want some tater tots with that six shot of Jaeger you're doing? No, nah, I don't care. You need to eat something before you drive six miles home. Though not licensed to put up guests. Oh. Tavern. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The word derives from the Latin taberna, T-A-B-E-R-N-A, and the Greek word taverna. Okay, okay. A brew pub. Yeah, they got those around here now. 
we're a brew. What now? What do they call them? Gastro pubs, where it's like it's it's fancy bar food and um, a bunch of beer snobs with the, the the twirly handlebar mustaches. They're eating like cheeseburger sliders. It's the best cheeseburger slider ever, man. You gotta try this India Pale Ale. It's got a nice wicked. Eh, shut the fuck up. A brew pub is a pub or restaurant that brews beer on the premises. Okay. Uh, a beer hall, German Bierpalast, or Bierstube. Bierstube. Uh, I never took German. Liz took German. Maybe she. No, she's cutting stuff. Masks. Masks. Is a large pub that specializes in beer. Okay. Izakaya. Oh, I know what. The, yeah, that's a Japanese drinking establishment. My um, friend of mine who lived in Japan for a long time said that izakayas are his favorite types of drinking establishment because when you're over there, they are generally more um, customer friendly. I don't know. I think that's what he said. Um, Japanese drinking establishment, which also serves food to accompany the drinks. A speakeasy is an establishment that illegally sells alcoholic beverages. Well, we don't need those anymore. It's not the Roman Tories. Get your girl to come on down to the Roman Tories illegal place. <laughs> I hope my wife's not hearing this. She probably thinks I'm stupid. Types of bars range from city bars and some. What? We just read that. Many bars have a happy hour. Okay, here we go. To encourage off peak patronage. Happy hour. That's usually when it's the busiest, isn't it? Bars that fill to capacity sometimes implement a cover charge during the peak hours. Yeah, fuck that. That's, you know, I used to work at a bar and I had to be like the doorman and the bar back and the bartender. I was like all three in one. And I'd go around and be like, all right, it's $3 to get in. They'd be like, fuck you, dude. Get, fuck. Try to hear some swanky dank shit music. As I said on previous episodes, I don't like bar music. I just don't. Now, I have seen some good bands in back in the day. I used to watch, I used to work at this one bar in uh, Annandale, Virginia. Um, it was a mostly a kind of a biker bar. It was a dive bar, if you want to call it that. But every Thursday, <clears throat> they used to have this band called Bill Kirchin and, and Too Much Fun. And I don't remember the bass player's name, but he had actually spent some time with Stevie Ray Vaughan. The drummer was pretty good. And then the Bill Kirchin, um, really wicked guitar player. Um, but they did like rockabilly type stuff. That was pretty cool. Um, and, and they were all right. They were listening. They were loud. But the one, the bars, well, the bands that sat there and that I didn't like were the ones who just, they just played so fucking loud. So loud. You know, just don't, just, it's like, ugh. All right. Uh, types of bars range from C. Okay, where was I at? Trevor Charge. Such bars often feature entertainment, which may be a live band or a popular disc jockey. Bars provide stools or chairs that are placed at tables or counters for their patrons. Okay, all right, because sometimes you're like, <laughs> I need to take a break. Some bars have entertainment on stage, such as live band, comedians. <laughs> I've been there, done that. <laughs> Oh, don't make me cry. Go-go dancers or strippers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually did a show one time where it was a comedian. Uh, and then there were strippers afterwards. Well, it was me and another comedian. It was me, then another comedian. And then they had the dancing girls, as my dad would call them. And uh, nobody, nobody wanted to hear a single thing that we had to say. They, yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, all right, so let's go to a pub. A pub archaically known as a public house. Why was it called a public? I guess because you can just go in. Anybody can just go into it, right? Is an establishment licensed to serve alcoholic drinks for consumption on the premises. British influence. We already touched on that. Pubs, bars, taverns, and lounges where alcohol is served commercially. A pub that offers lodging may be called an inn. Not Red Roof Inn. They don't have pubs. More recently, hotel in the United Kingdom. Today, many pubs in the UK, Canada, Australia, with the word inn or hotel in their names, no longer offer accommodations. Oh, this is the... I remember about this. So this is where... Um, what they would do is back in... Under like a British 
ruled influenced areas. The sun never sets on the British Empire. They would. <laughs> I'm the Queen of England and the sun never sets on the British Empire. That sounds like uh, Monty Python. Um, which is where I love that. Anyways. Uh, they were in countries stringent anti-drinking laws. Okay, so here it is. So, um, so like in Scotland, until 1976, I was two years old, so I was definitely not drinking then. Only hotels could serve alcohol on Sundays. Ah, so they would put hotel on the name. Got it. In Wales. Uh, you know who Wales is? All right. Well, let's look it up. It's on the it's on the British. Yeah. All right. It's Britain. It's actually beautiful. Uh, 1881 Act applied the same law until 1961. Holy crap. When local polls could lift such a ban. Local polls. And in 1996, the last ban was lifted in Dwyfer. 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 D-W-Y-F-O-R. Dwyfer. The need for such polls was removed by the Welsh Assembly. There's 53,000 public pubs in the United Kingdom. Jesus Christ. Y'all drink. I know that. But but one thing it got me on. What the, it got me on was I. So yeah. So that's so that's uh, that's uh, the pubs, beer halls. So they're kind of different. So basically a bar is a bar. Pub, you're supposed to be getting food. Bar is a bar. Uh, brew pubs, they brew the beer there. Um, and then you got beer halls are big outside drinking places that are... Uh, all right, hold on. Izakaya, hold on. Let's look at this. Izakaya is a type of Japanese drinking establishment which also serves food to come into drinks. Okay, so this is the food is usually more substantial than the offered in other types of drinking established in Japan, such as bars or snack bars. Snack bars. Oh, hello. I like a, a sake and a Snickers. No, no, no. Milky Way. Milky Way. Yes, yes. Three Musketeers. <laughs> Oh, don't anybody come back at me with that. Oh, speakeasy. Oh, shit. I'm going to run out of time on the... Was it 32? Fuck, I spent too much time. A speakeasy also called a blind pig or a blind tiger. What? Sells alcoholic beverages 1920 to 1933. Speakeasies largely disappeared after Prohibition. Well, I would think so. But like, yeah, you can go to this bar down the street that's perfectly wide open. Or you can pull... On this bookshelf, on the, uh, you know, copy of Moby Dick, and this bookshelf opens, and then you just walk through it, and there's a bunch of people you don't like. But hey, you can get a drink. Um, Speakeasies were numerous and popular during the Prohibition years, obviously. Some of them were operated by people who were part of organized crime. Mm, do you think? Huh? Al Capone, you ever heard of that guy? <laughs> Even though police agents... Police and agents of the Bureau of Prohibition would often raid them and arrest their owners and patrons. They were so profitable that they continued to flourish. The poor quality bootleg liquor, mm-hmm, also known as gut rot. Yeah, yeah, that's what you used to call it because it was just it was just so nasty and low quality that you know. But don't forget, uh, this is illegal prohibition stuff like that. That's what I talked about in an episode before. This is where it came with moonshine running and everything else. Started NASCAR. Don't forget. Uh, the poor quality bootleg liquor sold in speakeasies was responsible for a shift away from <clears throat> 19th century classic cocktails that celebrated the raw taste of liquor, such as, you know, Liz and I, we do shots of tequila. People do, they drink scotch on the rocks or something like that. No, they couldn't do that back then because the stuff was so cheap and nasty that they would come up stuff with uh, like the gin cocktail with uh, sweet gin and uh, other stuff that would mask it. Because basically, they said it was gin. No, it was just moonshine that was packed in the back of a Buick or an Oldsmobile or a Studebaker. <laughs> yeah, it's an old school car reference. And they would drive it to the place and, you know, you'd be like, got to need a drink. Don't home, go home and beat my kids. Um, <laughs> anyways, one thing I want to talk about was because I've always, as a kid, been really into what a saloon is not just a saloon but like the western saloons um don't fuck up on me now uh crap 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 where'd it go 
I had this whole thing pulled up. Did you know a saloon is also another term for a car? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, crud. History of saloon. Now I gotta type this shit in. History. Histiori. That's not gonna work. History of saloons. Not doubloons. We'll get to that in another episode, huh? Well, they call it doubloons. <laughs> All right. This is actually from Bustle. Is it Bustle? I think so. <clears throat> a Western saloon is a kind of bar particular to the Old West. Obviously. <laughs> saloons serve customers such as fur trappers, cowboys, soldiers, lumberjacks, businessmen, lawmen, outlaws, miners. Oh, I want the lawmen and the outlaws ever hung out in the same place. Mm-hmm. Miners and gamblers. A saloon might also be known as a watering trough, a bug house, <laughs> a shebang. <laughs> Whew. I think you walked in the wrong saloon there, dude. Who would call it a sheep? Yeah. Cantina, grog shop, and gin mill. The first saloon was established at Brown's Hole, Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brown's Hole. <laughs> Honey, yeah. come here. <laughs> no. The first saloon was in Brown's Hole, Wyoming. Okay, you tell them later. Sorry, I had to get the money back. <laughs> All right, she's All right. doing. All right, guy, got it. Love you. <laughs> Uh, 1822 to serve fur trappers. <laughs> Brown's hole. I got nothing. I got nothing. That is shit that right. As they say uh, in the comedy business, that is stuff that writes itself. All right. I want to tell you this stuff, but I got I to gotta get moving. <clears throat> By 1880, the growth of saloons was in full swing in Levensworth, Kansas. They had, That's where they had the big prison thing. Yeah. There were about 150 saloons and four wholesale liquor houses. Some saloons, the Old West, were little more than casinos, brothels, and opium dens. I thought they all were. The word saloon originated as an alternative form of salon, meaning large hall in a public place for entertainment, etc. In the United States, it evolved into its present meaning by 1841. Saloons in the U.S. began to have a close association with breweries in the early 1880s with a growing overcapacity. Breweries began to adopt the British Tide House. What is that? Schlitz Brewing Company. Schlitz. Uh, Brewing Company. That was Schlitz. And a few others built elaborate saloons to attract customers and advertise their beers. I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. He is. <laughs> this is said Norma's active. Though. He is. He's 1893, the Anti-Saloon League. What was that, like a softball team? Yeah, come on out to the Anti-Saloon team. Their league they're, began protesting against American saloons all over, just in the West. In 1895, it became a national organization. Okay, so moving up in the world. Like, hey, we're national now. I mean, nobody likes us, but we're national. And quickly rose to become the most powerful prohibition lobby in America. Aside its its from its competitors, is this are these competitors? Women's Christian Temperance Union. <laughs> Women's Christian Temperance Union. And apparently they were in com- competition with the anti saloon league. Well, maybe they played in the same softball. They did something maybe they were like another team, you know. You get the jerseys on the back. It says Anti-Saloon League. Maybe they sponsored. Maybe that's what it was. They sponsored teams in the same softball league. So, you know, one, one, or maybe, no, because then you had the Women's Christian Temperance Union, and then coming up here, it says, and the Prohibition Party. So maybe there was a couple teams, you know, there was a Women's Christian Temperance Union, you know, and then the other side, they, their arch rivals were the Prohibition Party, and uh, they played softball, and they all went home, and, what is, you know, fun. <laughs> Ooh, I got beer in my nose. 
The league lobbied at all levels of government for legislation to prohibit the manufacture or import of spirits, beer, and wine. Ministers huh. had launched several efforts to close Arizona saloons. Uh, Yuma, Tucson, and Phoenix. But Yuma. Last train to Yuma. Isn't that what it was? Nationwide. Anyways, both, all three of these people succeeded. Succeeded. In triumph was nationwide prohibition locked into the Constitution with the passage of the 18th Amendment in 1920. It was decisively defeated when prohibition was repealed in 1933. Because. The biggest reason is because uh, people realize you can't stop. You can't stop people from drinking. You can't stop people from smoking marijuana. Uh, obviously, other things. No, we don't. We don't need those. But. You know, that's prohibition. You know, you try to limit something that people are readily... <sighs> what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that, you know, when the 18th Amendment went up and all these people were like, no, this is the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And I don't mean right as being like right as in whatever, but political-wise. But I'm saying that it's the right thing to do. No alcohol, no nothing. Just live, the, live this good, clean life. Nobody's going to... You know what? Shut the fuck up. You know, people who people who started the anti saloon league, <laughs> uh, or the you know, you don't know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You're telling American people to go to work every day, come home, eat dinner, go to sleep, wake up, go to no. It doesn't work that way, people. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh some people do it. I understand. But you know, if I gotta work all day and a Doing whatever. When I've worked in a sweaty kitchen or I've done other stuff, construction, stuff like that. Guess what? I'm going to come home. I'm going to have a couple cold beers. I'm going to relax. All right? I don't know. I don't know how people... Maybe you don't you don't drink. You don't want to... It's fine. I bet you there's something you do. Like you probably go downstairs to the basement and play with your model trains or you... You know, you have a room in your basement where you just break bottles. I don't know. I'm just saying... Um, everybody's got to have an outlet or release somehow <laughs> or just something to kind of relax them. It's just, I don't know. Um, all right. So where are we at? For 42 minutes. Jeez. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Okay. Just a little bit here and then we're going to cut it off. Hey, that's what she said. Appearance. A saloon's appearance varied from when and where it grew. As towns grew, the saloons became more refined Right? Obviously. The bartender prided himself on his appearance and his drink-pouring abilities. Oh. So it's like Tom Cruise and the... What was that? Ow, oh, son of a bitch. What was that movie? Cocktail? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can pour drinks. You're 5'2". I can still see over the bar. Um, early saloons and those in remote locations were often crude affairs with minimal furniture and few decorations. A single word burning stove might warm such establishments during the winter. Now, this is this is one of my favorite things about saloons. One of the things, you know, you watch Clint Eastwood movies or whatever, these nice westerns. Um, it's a pair of bat wing doors, right? You know, the doors on the front. Uh, at the entrance was one of the more distinctive features of the typical saloon. The doors operate on a double-action hinge so they can swing inward, they can swing outward. Perfect, right? Um, a lot of people don't realize that, but the reason that they did that was because um, when it came to throwing somebody out of the bar, I swear, I don't know how many times I had to throw somebody out of the bar when I worked in one, I still wish I had a <laughs> double-action hinge batwing door because... You could just toss them out on their fucking keister, man. But that's but that's over double action. Made it easier for throwing people out. <laughs> or go or just walking out. But basically that was it. Kind of like a breakaway, tearaway system. Doors operate on double action. Further in the American West, some sold liquor from wagons. Oh, why would you all right. Uh sod they were made some of them were sod houses. A hull of an old sailing ship. Or Dug into the side of a hill. Well, who's going to one of those? Huh. Yeah, you can go in that place, but it might cave in on you. Okay. What if they had canaries in there? Like, 
Besides hotels, many hotels included saloons and some standalone saloons, such as the Barlow Trail Saloon in Damascus, Oregon. What's the one they have in Kansas? Oh, darn it. Oh, no. I, 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 all right. We're good. Saloons' appearances varied by ethnic groups. Okay. This is one thing that's important. Uh, not important, but if you get into the whole saloon thing. So this is important. So Irish, um, which I'm good chunk Irish, the, but no, but they, they preferred stand-up bars where um, there was whiskey, right? Whiskey was a drink of choice. And <laughs> it's kind of messed up. <coughs> Stupid trees. <clears throat> at least they let them drink because a lot of places you couldn't drink at all if you were a woman. But the women could only get service um, <laughs> through the back door. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, that was the only place you could go to if you're a woman at these places and you were as an Irish saloon, which you had to go to the back door and they would serve you drinks, but you had to literally take the drinks and leave, or you had to drink them and they had to leave. Um, and then German saloons, uh, they were a little brighter. They generally had, generally had more lighting in them, and they were more likely to serve, you know, food um, and beer at a table, like a very long table where you and your friends, or it was very common for people who didn't know each other to sit together. And they were really more kind of like a family-oriented things type of place. And, well, I'm reading it now, but you know, scrolling down. Yeah, so saying the exact same thing I ever did. Germans were often at odds with temperance forces. Ooh, that sounds like Star Wars. Oh, it's the, that's the women's temperance thing. Well, go play some softball. Over Sunday operation and over the operation of beer gardens in outlying neighborhoods. Okay, and this is one thing. Other ethnic, ethnic groups added their own features and their unique cuisines on sideboards. But, and this is true, and I, I did a whole thing about saloons a long time ago when I was in my uh, limited college days. And I actually did something in high school about it. So, um. Scandinavians, Jews, Greeks, and Italians, they don't they don't have saloons. They don't believe in they're they're more um I know my buddy one time when I was up visiting his family in Brooklyn, we went to a, a social club and he dressed up nice and you went and you know, there was guys at the bar and they're hanging out smoking and they're drinking and their wives over there with the kids and they're eating and they're doing whatever and the, the husbands are kind of back and forth and they're bouncing around talking to their friends and then by the end of the night there's like you know, the, the kids are either the, the, the auntie takes them home or the kids are there and they're like falling asleep on chairs and the, the wives are talking, the men are talking at the bar. It's a social club. It's more of a social thing. They don't really do the like the, the you know, the, the saloon, the, you know, um, shoot the piano player in the back type situation. No, they don't. They, they very much enjoy more of a culture where you it's more of an intimate thing and um, it's just not in public. You know, because basically anybody can go into a saloon or a bar, stuff like that. But a lot of cultures, Italians, Greeks, Jews, um, and a lot of um, Scandinavian cultures, they, they didn't believe in that. They they kind of kept. But also what that did was it, it kind of bred your own little, um, uh, it kind of bred your own little kind of a circle of friends and people like that that you wanted to, to see. So notable saloons real quick what's the one in kansas all right so this, the reason i want to bring this up because this is the one that oh where is it where is it it's in kansas it's the was it dodge city no deadwood south dakota no where is it it's the one that uh fucking hold on wait a minute don't leave me don't leave me yeah, the Long Branch Saloon in Dodge City, Kansas. That's the one that they stopped at in, if you are the age of me or you just like good movies from a, another time, that is the one that they stop at in um, National Lampoon's Vacation. And they go in there and, uh, you know, and uh, the Clyde W. Griswold is sitting there and you know, he's like, uh, you know, Oh, Clark. Sorry, I said Clyde. Clark W. Griswold is uh, sitting there, and he's like, do-do-do-do-do. He's messing around with the bartender, and he's like, oh, you deaf. And he's got the cowboy hats on and everything else like that. And the, <laughs> the, he's messing with the bartender. The bartender comes up and uh, blows him away with a shotgun. Fake, obviously, blinks. And then uh, Audrey gets up, and the mom's talking to her. And, 
she's like, they're like, you okay? And it's like, yeah, I thought it was a real gun. And, and the mom looks, I was like, are you happy, Clark? She's deaf. That's what that was. That was Dodge, the one in Dodge City, Kansas. So anyways, all right. Four minutes. I got to get going. I got to go. First one back. I hope you liked it. I know. I'm sorry. It took so long. I apologize. I apologize for it taking so long, but we're back. We're doing episodes. I do have, I'm building more and more. I have stuff going on um, as far as, you know, content, stuff like that, that I'm working on. And I was working on a while. I was not doing this. It just, you know, people, it's a one man operation. But you can like, subscribe, download, follow me on Twitter, John D. Comedy, J-O-N-D-C-O-M-E-D-Y. That's on Twitter. You can uh, subscribe. You can also share. Share my podcast. Share it with your friends. If you like it, please tell other people. Um, But also you can, um, there's a listener support button on my page. You can go in there. If you got a buck or two, I could use it. Uh, But if it comes down to giving me a buck or two, uh, please give it to one of the charities that I really um, believe in. Um, no Kid Hungry. Um, you know, all these kids going back to school virtually, you know, their best meal of the day came from eating at the school. And so let's make sure that these kids get fed. Um, absolutely. Uh, Feed America, which is, goes to families in need um, all across the country, rural and urban areas, as what I was reading the other day, which I already knew, but I was reading an article about it. And I, even more, Feed America, <clears throat> Wounded Warrior Project. Make sure that in this time, day, and age where people are having to be at home or you know not getting out as much as they would like to, that that they're getting the help and and support that they need because you know these people have served our country, they've earned it. You know, let's make sure we don't forget them in all of this, and that uh, they're doing okay, and they have a lot of great programs that are either virtual or in person at times. But um, you know, let's make sure we support those people because. They definitely, definitely deserve it. Um, I want to give, uh, what was I doing? Okay, I think that's it. Yeah, my charities, like, subscribe, download, everything. I want to give a shout out to my niece, Harley, who uh, started college this week. Uh, she's my niece by marriage, but she's starting college at Farum College. Can I say that? Can I say that, honey? Yeah, I don't know. She's starting college. <laughs> Liz told me you listen to the show, and I think that's awesome. Thank you, Harley, for listening to the show. And uh, shout out to you. And a good, a good hello and uh, love from us. Make sure, you, make sure you stay safe out there in the mountains. I hope you're ready for some snow because you're going to get some snow out there in the mountains of, mountains of Virginia. And uh, you'll be fine. So good luck to you. And we can't wait to hear how you're doing. So, But thank you for your support. Tell your friends out there at school. I need, I need more uh, my demos, my demographics, my analytics, as they say in the big business. Business is uh, a little low on the... On your side of the spectrum, so I don't know. Hey, 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 tell some peoples. I'm not no study. Go to class, <laughs> right? Yeah. Norm says get an education. You're gonna be on the ceiling. Uh, a, you know, smoke detector. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Thanks for listening to the Johnny Podcast, episode number fourteen. Literally, I'm gonna be back at you really soon. So make sure you keep yourselves up to date. Uh, that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you very soon. All right. Love you guys. See you.